Welcome to The Change, a podcast about the changes in life that can shake, break and make us. I'm Laura, a 44-year-old writer, podcaster and mum who has until recently always loved change. And I'm Cathy, 52-year-old writer, podcaster and mum. And change is actually my kryptonite. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia on which this podcast is recorded and recognise continuing connections to lands, waters and communities. We pay our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and elders past and present. Hello, Cathy. Welcome to episode one of The Change. How are you? Hi. Well, Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. And thank you for doing this, I guess. Like, thank yeah. you for finally... Yeah, we're, we're here. We're doing this and it's so exciting and I'm feeling really good about it. Fantastic. Yes, me too. Um, it is quite strange seeing you on screen and um, here we are recording our very first episode and um, but we're excited and I think that we do need to start episode one by explaining how this podcast came to be, the reason why we call this podcast The Change, which is a name you came up with, by the way. So all well done you. Round of applause. Um, yeah. Kick us off. Do explain. Well, we've been thinking about a podcast for a long time, really. You know, we met at Mamma Mia, Australia's largest independent women's media group, for anyone that doesn't really know who they are. Um, in 2021, um, we bonded because we were a pair of mature-aged interns on the Encoreship program, which was um, launched in 2021, and we were part of that first group of women um, taken in through the Encoreship program. Mm. And when we were there, we, you know, got to chatting, and we decided that we really wanted to do a podcast about that midlife and kind of feeling invisible, right? Yes, we did. And it sort of initially felt a bit jarring, didn't it, when we turned up as like these two old girls on the editorial team. And I say old, obviously, as a joke. We weren't old. I know we're not. But it was quite, uh, well, we were, we stood out a little bit. Most of the women on that editorial team were in their 20s, but everyone was lovely and so welcoming. And it was, you know, it was a great experience. And I really quite love sitting next to um, some of the the women and hearing all their chat about flat shares and boyfriends. It took me right back to a time long gone in my past. <laughs> but I remember early on, we had the opportunity to attend a podcast pitch meeting, which was super exciting. All the team were there and we could see this gap um, for content uh, for women like us in midlife, mums to older children, these, you know, big kids who are no longer insta cute, uh, women in long-term relationships or women who haven't had children, but just, you know, that post 40. And at the time our pitch, which was called Invisible Women, uh, didn't grow legs, but in an exciting turn of events, here we are now both in a position to bring it to life with a slightly different spin focusing not just on our age and stage of life and the physicality of us being invisible I guess but on the array of life experiences and changes that women of our age all seem to face which is so cool. Yeah I think after you left Mamma Mia in October 2023 we started chatting more seriously about doing something independently but we've mm. been talking about it pretty much since I left Mamma mm. Mia we just couldn't work out how to kind of fit it into our diaries. You were busy. I was busy. And then it kind of hit me one day, the name, the change, um, because it still serves that 
dual purpose of, well, menopause is often referred to as the change. Mm. And then the stage of life that we were kind of in, but also there's a whole lot more to it, you know, as we talked about it and we, we really fleshed through the thoughts and ideas. Life is really full of change and as women we seem to go through quite a bit of change. I'm sure men do too, but this is really for women. And we're talking about changes that women go through a lot. Mm. Yeah, when you told me that idea and the name, the change, I think I pretty much jumped on Canva that very day and made a tile and said, let's just load this up to Instagram. Let's just go. We've been talking about this long enough. Um, I really love the name and I think, you know, what it means from this midlife point of view, but also how change is part of life you know that we cannot avoid change it is yeah it is absolutely integral to living and being alive and how it can be good and bad and scary and exciting and big and small and there's just so many changes and as you said you know previously just at this stage of life it feels like they're coming at you from every angle all the different yeah. changes um and so for this season and, and, and as that concept grew and we talked about it more and it grew from that canva tile and that name we decided we reached out to some incredible guests who we're going to be chatting to this season about some of the big changes they have gone through, things mm. like changes in career, changes as your kids grow up and leave home, yep. changes in your sexuality and your identity. And we're also going to be speaking to psychologist Tracy Williams in a later episode to explain how change can be so hard. You know, it's not, it might be inevitable, but gosh, it is a challenge for many of us at many stages. Um, so we kind of thought with that in mind that we would start episode one of season one talking about some of our most recent and significant changes and our relationship to the change um, so you can go get to know us a bit. And I thought, well, Kathy, you've said, you know, change is your kryptonite. How do you handle change uh, generally, both big and small? Uh, well, I guess it's kind of, you know, I laugh um, because it really is my kryptonite. For most of the time, change, I deal with it by, you know, rocking in a corner. Um, mm-hmm. No, not really. Uh, though sometimes I think that that is a really good option. And for me, it's I have this really tricky relationship with change because change is, as you've said, and as we've talked about, it's inevitable. We can get up in a morning and we can think it's going to go one way and we can have that all planned out and out of nowhere comes and change happens. But for me, I don't really seem to do small incremental changes. They all seem to fly at me, um, big changes all at the same time because that's kind of how I live. Um, I'm pretty much always a bit of all or nothing. So for me, change really is my kryptonite. I struggle with it. I would say that I have a very unhealthy relationship with it at times, but I get help to deal with that as well, which I think is really important to acknowledge up front um, that we don't have to do it alone. Um, I get a lot of support um, to help me through change. And I struggle with change even when it's changed that it's something that I want to do. And even when it's good, you know, when I sold my house, uh, well, not just my house, my family home with my family, and we moved to a, a bigger home that was more suited to our family's needs. And that was 
something that I'd always wanted, always dreamed about doing. But when it came down to the crunch, you know, leaving that home that I'd brought my three babies home to was really, really tricky and really, really hard. I found that really hard. And that was only three years ago, you know. Mm. Um, I did that in the middle of COVID, literally in year one. Well, what is that, three and a half, four years ago? I don't know. We're not allowed to talk about the COVID years, are we? Oh, we will be Um, talking about the COVID years, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, recent change for me, it's there, ever-present, every day. Um, But I finished a job. I got a new job. So currently I'm getting to know the new people in my new job, new workplace. My twins, um, who are my babies, uh, they've just finished their HSC. and Mm. yay for them they um, have a plan and they know what they want to do and um, at least for next year and that's all that you know we can hope for for them and again not talking about the c word but you know I got COVID for the third time just as I started the new job um, I got quite sick with that and yeah so there's quite a bit of change around I'm hoping that it'll settle Um, and I say that every single time but I'm sure there'll be something that'll come flying at me in another way. And and that's like what happens as we get older, you know, is when you have kids as well, Mm. your family's bigger, you're not just dealing with your own changes, you're dealing with your kids' changes and that's another level of of difficulty. As you've already mentioned, we've had global change on such a a scale. I don't want to use the unprecedented word but I'm going to use it because it's just (laughs) been... It's been one thing after the other. We don't know how to deal with these things in the first instance. And then it's like, how do you deal with it on social media? How do you deal with it when mm. talking to your friends about these things? How, you know, what if we have different different opinions on these, you know, big scale events? It's been like we've all had to learn so much in the last few years that it has been a massive deal. And I think that's something we want to talk about in this season is with our guests about how they've adapted to the the, the speed of of change globally mm. because that's what it's been hasn't it it's like yeah. yes we have changes and we're in a you know in the midlife period where there's lots of personal change but the speed of which the the world has changed is just incredible and so hard to keep up with especially when you're not young you know i think yeah. it's it's difficult um and some days you would wake up and you'd think well these are the rules today yeah and then they would change halfway yes. through the day and you'd be like okay what, what like what do I do now it really is it, you know change can be hard but mm. not everybody finds change hard so what about you Laura what's what about how how do you find change look I think uh, um I was I, I hate to be stereotypical but the older I get the harder I'm finding it I think mm-hmm. that when I was young I was quite adaptable you know I moved countries I love the change I I'm very happy in rooms full of people I don't know. You know, in that sense, I, I feel quite comfortable in an ever-changing environment. Um, I was happy to chop my hair off, grow my hair, change my physical appearance, you know, change and adapt with trends and and all sorts of things, you know, those kinds of surface level change. Yeah, but having kids, getting older, responsibilities, it's all made it a lot more challenging. And like we've already said, you know, with global change as well, that's just added added more complexity to how I feel about it. I think, you know, I like to see myself as adaptable and that's how I have felt about myself as a person for many years. But um, 
I've also gone through things perhaps that weren't to my plan. You know, I like, mm-hmm. I, I know you too, like a plan, I like a routine, you know, and, and that's something that's changed as I've gotten older. I really relish knowing what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I love to plan my holidays. Um, and that's how I feel generally about life, I think. And that's, again, that's as I've gotten older. And then when things don't work out, it is hard, isn't it? And that was COVID in a massive mm. way, wasn't it? For all of us, yeah. it was like, boom here you go, here's 2020, just as you're sort of getting into the year. Now your year has completely changed, as has your life. (laughs) Um, So I think that taught me a lot about myself and that, uh, like everyone, it it was hard to deal with. So, yeah, like it it was, it's it's been, my relationship with change has been, um, it's grown, it's changed, it's developed. And the older I get, the, the more challenging I'm finding it. I want to ask you, Kathy, and I wanted to also say, I really appreciate you saying about getting help as well. I think that's really important that we talk about that. And I know it will come up again um, in season one when we talk about our own um, pathways to support and professional mm-hmm. help. And I think it's such yeah. an, it's so important, isn't it? So many people don't oh. reach out when they need help. So I think that's fabulous that you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I certainly didn't in the past. Um, Mm. and you know, that kind of was probably a catalyst to massive change. Um, but I recognize how important it is for me now to do that. And, um, it's, you know, it's part of, it's a staple in my diet. Well, yeah, my daily life really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's it's really important. I too have certainly uh, leaned on professional psychological help in the past to get me through big, big changes and big um, issues for me. So I think it's very important. In terms of big change, Kathy, you turned mm-hmm. fifty in twenty twenty one around the time we first met, and you wrote this incredible article that went viral for Mamma Mia about being invisible. That also, you know, was part of this the um what in, has informed this whole podcast so I just mm. wanted to ask you how turning 50 made you feel and and a little bit about that whole sentiment of feeling invisible at 50. Yeah so 50 was tricky um because you know 2021 it was COVID lockdowns in mm. and out in and out um I was lucky enough to be able to celebrate um you know I snuck in a celebration um and I know many people um didn't get to do those things with their loved ones um so it it was kind of really tricky and it's funny how it's just a number but at the same time it felt like a big number it felt like a really, I don't know, like a really monumental number, um, bigger than any of the other O birthdays that I'd had. Um, yeah. I really sort of felt that I couldn't see myself anywhere. Like I just, I didn't know what my place was. It was around the time of my birthday that actually the encoreship um uh, was advertised. I think it was just like maybe the week before or um, applications closed and I wasn't going to reply because I was just like, you know, what could I possibly bring to Mamma Mia? And I really had a lot of self-doubt, had a lot of imposter syndrome and I just didn't, I, as I said, I couldn't see myself anywhere. I couldn't see myself on TV Um, I couldn't see myself in advertising and I certainly really felt that I had so much to give and so much to bring, but at the same time 
I didn't feel like anyone cared and mm. that we were really kind of a little bit invisible. So we started at Mamma Mia and it was fabulous. And I remember the young, like all of the gorgeous young girls, they were literally all kind of in, in their own way, falling over themselves to help me out with different technologies, different things, learn new experiences. Um, and I was coming towards the end of my time. I knew that I was going to finish up with Mamma Mia. I think I just knew that I I loved it. I, I loved the time there. But I think I just knew that I couldn't do that on mm. a daily basis. And so I pitched that article and, boy, it hit a nerve. We'll put a link in the show notes for anyone that hasn't read it as well because obviously this might be something you'd like to read if you're listening to this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, it certainly, gosh, it went ballistic to say the very least. But I think in general I was, you know, a very typical Gen X woman who was conditioned to believe that we could have it all except that all was quite impossible to do all at the same time. You know, if you wanted to be that good wife, that good mother, that good employee, that good friend, human, daughter, sister, all of those things. And the order of those things changed on any given day. And I think over time I slipped into invisibility. I didn't know who I was. So while I couldn't see myself out there in the world, I also became a little bit invisible to myself. Mm. Yeah, it was just, a, it was really difficult. Anyway, I pitched it and it went kind of crazy, you know. Mm. Um, and there was something that happened at a moment when I was in a shop, in a surf shop locally, and I was standing at the counter waiting to be served. Like I literally had the things in my hand and um, the shop assistant looked past me and went to the young person behind me and served them. That was a really aha moment because I'm I, I'm just like an ordinary person, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in that same phase with you where I'm starting to feel that. I'm starting to feel invisible. And, you know, I can't believe just looking back, things like 2016 is like eight years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like that does not mm-hmm. feel that long ago. And yet it is. And, you know, get it, I'm working with people who are born in like, 2003 how is that possible I was married in 2003 it's just there's so much has there's been I I feel at this age you've gone through so much and I also feel at this age and stage of life that we are way more interesting than we were when we were in our early 20s no no disrespect (laughs) to anyone in their early 20s but you've gone through you've done some things and it's not fair that we are overlooked and often have this sense of invisibility because we shouldn't be we should be hyper visible um and I wondered was it what was it about the invisibility that was most um difficult for you was it sort of physical appearance or was it the fact you'd kind of disappeared into caring or worrying about other people that you know what was it that gave you that real sense of being invisible um it was less about physical appearance because that's I mean yeah well like you know like everybody I I worry about getting older and I, Mm. you know, dye my hair and all of those things. But it was less about that and more about the fact that I'd actually just disappeared into caring and worrying about everybody else. So Mm. I had just disappeared 
out of life, if that makes sense. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's it's a bit hard to explain, but um, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't showing up for myself. Mm. Um, so I was invisible in my own world. Mm. I just felt like there wasn't a place for me. So it was less about my physical appearance and more about all of those other things that come with it. And as you say, you know, I mean, I think about how, you know, 1988 is when I finished high school. Like mm. that, that's when I did my HSC. And I heard someone on the radio say the other day that 1987 was 35 years ago. And I was like, no, no, it wasn't. It was just like 10. Surely, surely it was just 10 years ago. But no, apparently not. Mm. You know, when you get the calculator out and you do the math. And so I kind of, it's like all of those years, where was I in all of those years? You know, where, and I also raised children um, at a time where there was no social media, you know, Mm. like in my lifetime, so many things have happened, you know, we've had the internet, we've had, I know I sound a thousand years old and I'm really not, Um, but, you know, we've had the internet, we've had um, social media, like I've been on Facebook since 2007 when Facebook kind of was released out into the wider world. Mm you know, with all of the social media and all of that changing landscape, I saw myself less and less and less and I just disappeared more and more and more and, yeah, just found myself disappearing out, I guess, just hard and scary. So you, Laura, talking about change and things, you stayed on at Mamma Mia when I finished up, mm-hmm. but you've just finished up just a couple of months ago um, yeah. in October after two and a half years. I know that that has been a huge change for you and I know um, we've talked about that a lot. So how about you tell others about how that was for you and, yeah, how you went through that? Yeah, um, that has been a big change. Um, I think that leaving work, that my dream job was actually really hard. I, I Back in 2022, I wrote a story um, about starting my media career in my 40s. And again, I'll pop a little link in the show notes to that one too. And I meant every word of it, you know, how excited I was, maybe a little naive, but I was really positive about this new start at 41 or whatever it was. And and then the time passed on and and obviously the the closer I got, like I've said before, to my mid-40s, the more tired I became, the harder that long commute (laughs) to Sydney became, the younger my very lovely colleague seemed. And I just wasn't feeling that same kind of sense of positivity that I had. And it was so um, disappointing. And it was like, I had crushed my own dream and my, and I obviously left in October of this in 2023. And the juggle with family as well was really difficult. And I just constantly felt like I wasn't doing a good job of any of it, you know, work or home. And I was never present uh, with the kids and digital media as well. It's a very intense environment. Mm. And I had a lot of anxiety. I was seeing a psychologist to help me through that. Um, And I think uh, I was living for the weekend and holidays and it just Mm. didn't feel right. And the the fun of that initial dream job had sort of left. And I don't know whether that was to do with the stress of the job itself. Was it perimenopause? You know, that was all kind of heaped into the same. I was starting to get some of those symptoms and, uh, you know, we can talk more about that in a moment. But I think um, it was, yeah, it was just, it's the the leaving of the job. My dream job has been a lot harder than I thought. I thought I'd be, I'd leave and feel some sense of relief at the 
at, at that, but I haven't in many ways. I mm. have found it very disappointing. Uh, it sort of hurt my pride, I guess, that I had this mm-hmm. dream job and then I left my dream job and everyone's like, why did you leave? And I, I think I, my, I was so caught up in it. It was part, became part of my personality. You know, this was mm-hmm. my dream job and here I am in it. And was, isn't it amazing? And look at me doing these amazing things, even though I'm in my forties and you can do it too. And that was and the kind of, it was amazing and yeah. you are amazing and Thanks, you definitely were when you were there mm. and you were and are amazing. So don't ever question that. Thank you. Yes. And I, and I think that's, that's been part of the fact that I've left and I have to go, well, I, you know, I, that experience, it doesn't mean that it doesn't count, even though it is now in my past, I still actually, yes, I did those things. Um, and now it's just about dealing with who I am now after that dream job sort of didn't end as, as what well, ended more, it ended quick, more quickly than I had hoped. And now it's about looking to who I am now and who I will become. So I guess that, that has definitely been harder than I thought. Yeah. Um, and like I said, chucking on top those other, you know, with leading into my mid forties and some of those perimenopause symptoms like gross night sweats. I've definitely had some up and down moods, get so angry, so unjustifiably angry at all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brain fog, forgetting people's names, just feeling a bit weirdy in that sense, anxiety. And I've read a lot about women in their forties who suddenly feel like they're going mad. They have to quit their job or they're, you know, they're saying, I can't deal with the stress that I've dealt with for years. And I, I do wonder how much of it was the stress of the job or but it was also perimenopause, you know, it was kind of linked together at this mm. time, this kind of cataclysmic time in my life where, you know, I had to make a change anyway. And I left and that's, you know, that is what has happened. But yeah, it was, it was a hard change. It was a hard change for sure. Mm, it sure was. It sounds like that is a huge amount of change. I mean, like leaving a job is change you know mm. and and is is considered to be a really stressful yeah. event in our lives you know so you went through a whole lot of that all at mm. one time and um but even though I do describe change as my kryptonite I'm a little bit excited because I kind of feel like um the best part of everything is that you and I finally after nearly three years of talking about it getting this pot off the ground and we're working on something creative together and um, independently and so I'm actually a bit excited and selfish for very very selfish reasons um, (laughs) that you um, went through all of those change. Um, It is important to recognize that I think we do get to a point in our lives where we do feel like we're jumping off a cliff you know, um, and um, sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith and, yeah. So mm. anyway, I think that's what we've done and hopefully everybody loves what we create here for them. Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, we can only hope, Kathy. we can only hope. Now, we always ask, ask our guests these questions and so I want to ask you because our podcast is called The Change in part of the reference to being in midlife, a perimenopause, et cetera, I want to know what is your experience or feeling mm-hmm. right now towards going through the change? Ah, uh, gosh, the change. I I do think of it. Um, I I think it is nature's little um, joke, really. You know, Mother Nature's little joke that um, there's a clash of hormones that happen in households um, 
all around the world, you know, where um, teenagers and mothers or uh, tend to be coming together and, you know, hormones are pouring into their lives and hormones are flooding out of our lives. Yeah. Um, but I actually went through um, a surgical or medical change, I guess um, you call it. Um, I had a radical hysterectomy in um, 2017 um, and my ovaries, um, everything, the whole lot um, was taken. So I went from being perimenopausal to menopausal overnight um, in essence, although technically not menopausal until, you know, 12 months later, so 2018 I was menopausal I guess it was really funny because I've always had a very vexed relationship with um, those parts of my body Um, I had lifelong endometriosis and all of those things so um, I'd been begging for my hysterectomy for years and finally my gynae said yeah sure I'll do it took the lot and because there was some changes happening there as well so took the lot because um, he knew that would be better for my mental health rather than do one operation and then potentially have to go back and do more. I remember being kind of almost excited that that was happening. And then when um, it actually happened, I woke up on a maternity ward after my surgery and I just remember being devastated and thinking, oh, my God, I can never have another baby. It was almost like that hadn't occurred to me. Um, But I might add that at the time my twins were 12 and my son was seven or 16. So like there was no more babies coming. Like that shop shut a long time Mm. before. So it was really kind of, um, but it felt monumental. It was kind of a, a a line in the sand and and it was really, you know, so it's been tricky. And since then, there's been a whole lot of health things that just kind of weren't there before, you know, things that I'm starting to need to do health checks, uh, more regular checking my blood pressure, checking my cholesterol, all of those things that kind of come with this time, which is very annoying. I find it very frustrating and very annoying, really. Mm. That's enough about me, really, to be honest. I want to know, well, we want to know, what are your feelings or experiences with the change? Yes, look, it's a complex answer because I'm only 44, so I know, well, 45 in April, and I know I still have plenty of perimenopausal symptoms ahead of me, which is very exciting. But (laughs) at this stage, I feel very grateful to be alive. I've lost a close friend this year and Mm. that was a very shocking and sad thing to go through. But also, you know, it gives you that sense, of course, that it is a great privilege to simply be alive, you know, at this age and stage. And I hope to to live, you know, for many more years. Um, But I think when it comes to the change and this stage of life, the fact of it is we do live in an incredibly ageist society and things have obviously got a lot better. You know, people don't, people no longer talk about women being in their crone years uh, as much as they certainly used to. And, you know, we were, once we were past the kind of baby making stage, we were just cast aside a bunch of our witches um, with not much purpose, um, <laughs> which is very, very 
ridiculous and sad and obviously not relevant in these uh, days. But we still very much value youth and beauty. And I think it is hard as a woman who has grown up in that patriarchal system where, you know, young, beautiful women are the top of the tree and you are valued based on how you look and not what you have done or what you have to say. So there's, you know, there's a lot going on, isn't there, for all of us women. And we're all kind of, yeah, trying to process this aging and this these facts of life which we will all go through as women all of us will go through the peri the, the menopause so i'm not i think it's great when i hear good stories positive stories of women going through it with hardly any symptoms i'm like yay that's amazing that's what mm-hmm. i want to hear it's like that's fantastic news to me but yeah i do find it hard to personally to age i think as someone I never felt particularly smart when I was younger at school. I wasn't particularly academic. Um, I wasn't particularly beautiful either, but, you know, I felt like I could I could still put some makeup on and feel pretty good about myself. And these yeah. days I don't feel that makeup is enough. Um, and so, yeah, I have, in, in all honesty, I've experimented with some Botox um, because, and, that, and that's part of my fear of getting older and, and knowing what that means for me. So, yeah, I... I find it hard actually. I find aging hard and not just the the physical aspect of aging. I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis 12 months ago and that actually hasn't impacted me as much as I thought it would. I've still been able to go to the gym and do all the things that I sure. I like to do, but it has been another sign, another sign that I'm aging, getting older and, you know, with the hot flushes and the occasional night sweats. It's just, it's just, um, it's just a different different stage that I am still coming to terms with, Kathy. I guess is your is my answer, truthful answer. And I hope that even by doing this podcast with you and talking to all these different women, that that will help me, you know, to to learn from other women. I think that's the best part about this age. I do think the aging aside and the physical, you know, dilemmas that women of this age are the most interesting. My friendships are so important at this age and stage, and. I have a good life and I have had an interesting life thus far and I'm kind of excited for what the next 10, 20 years plus has to offer. So, yeah, yeah. It's, not all, it's not all bad, is it? It's not all bad. It's just about, I think it's just, yeah, about being surrounded by interesting people that are also going through the same stuff and learning as we go. It absolutely isn't all bad. No. And, you know, there's lots of ways to do it and there's no right way and there's mm. no wrong way. I'm excited to, you know, for what is going to come next. And Mm. I'm excited for my third act because, you know, I no longer have the responsibility of children at school. So that's Mm. a bit exciting for me too. Yeah, it's huge. It's a huge deal. And I think that that this is what we're embracing with this podcast is our third act. And, yeah, it's going to be a great first season talking to other women about theirs and their experiences and all of the changes that they have gone through, whether big, small or otherwise. So so I think that kind of brings us to a close for episode one. And um, it's been a pleasure to get to know more about your changes, Kathy. And um, we will be talking much, much more. We will be talking a lot more to some really inspirational women who have been through big little and in between change and we will see how through them change can make us break us or shape us for sure thank you so much for listening to our first episode of the change we can't wait to talk more and bring you some fantastically interesting women talking about their changes so we'll catch you soon 